0: Good morning all. Today we will meet the Whitmer family and we're going to begin with David. You'll see that the revelation of section 14 is directed to David. The question that is brought to the prophet Joseph from David, John and Peter, is essentially how can I help with the work? And these sections are answers to that question. So David, well I'll just say it up front, he's a red card meaning that he leaves the church and he never returns. He was born January 7, 1805 at a small trading post in Pennsylvania. His father was Peter Whitmer Sr. and Mary Musselman Whitmer. He died in January of 1888, and when he was just a baby, his family moved to a wooded farmland near Seneca Lake in western New York. He grew up there. His family consisted of five brothers, two living sisters, and one sister who died when she was four months old. At the age of 20, he was elected sergeant in a newly organized militia company, the Seneca Grenadiers, his first public position. In 1828, a year before the Book of Mormon translation was completed, he heard rumors of a gold Bible, He got letters from Oliver Cowdery, who you remember, he was acting as scribe for Joseph. Well, that confirmed those rumors, and that's, let's say, camera one. Let's switch to camera two and see what's happening with Joseph and Oliver. Persecution is becoming intense, and they need a safer, quieter place to continue translation. So Oliver writes David Whitmer and asks if they can use the Whitmer home to do the work. It's agreed that that would work, and so switching back to camera one, we see David bring his wagon and team to Pennsylvania and get Joseph, Emma, and Oliver and take them to his home in New York. Now, they don't live in a mansion. Their home is a small home, and it's already really crowded. This is David's parents' home, and they live there with... Christian, Jacob, John, David, Catherine, Peter, Jr., Nancy, Elizabeth, and there were some add-ons to the family, Hiram Page, and now Oliver Cowdery, Joseph, and Emma. That's a lot of people for a small home. David readily accepted Joseph's prophetic calling and became one of the three witnesses to see the plates and behold, quote, a dazzlingly brilliant light that surpassed in brightness even the sun at noonday, and a personage clothed in white near him, a table containing the ancient artifacts. David never denied his testimony of what he saw. He was one of the first six members of the church, was ordained an elder the day the church was organized, In 1831, he was married and moved with his bride to Ohio, and then to the frontier of Missouri to be with the body of the church members. In Missouri, mobs burned the Whitmer settlement and whipped the men. The mob forced the saints from their homes across the river to the swamplands of Clay County. David held leadership positions and was an amazing help to the refugees in Clay County. As apostate elements began to smolder in Kirtland, eventually David became one of them. He rebelled against the prophet Joseph's leadership and drifted into spiritual blindness. April 13th of 1838, he was excommunicated, and despite this, he remained faithful to his testimony of the Book of Mormon. Just before his death, he called his family together around his deathbed and asked the attending doctor to tell his family if he was in his right mind. The doctor stated that he was, and he gave his final testimony of the Book of Mormon. I want to say to you all, the Bible and the record of the Nephites, the Book of Mormon, is true. So you can say that you have heard me bear my testimony on my deathbed. He was 83 when he died. Now, as you study section 14, consider how or what his life would have been different had he lived up to the counsel he was given. Now let's move on to section 15, we meet John Whitmer. John was David's brother, he was the third son in the family, and unfortunately he was also a red card. He left the church and never returned. He was one of the eight witnesses to the Book of Mormon and he never denied his testimony. He was church historian, and when he was excommunicated, he refused to give the history that he kept to the church, but the church later acquired a copy. John was born in New York, August 27th of 1802. He died July 1878. He also readily accepted the prophetic call of Joseph Smith and acted as scribe for the translation of the Book of Mormon prior to his baptism. He also acted as scribe for the Bible translation in the early stages. He was called to write the history of the church and was very faithful in his calling. His 96 written pages are considered to be the most authoritative history of the church prior to 1838. John stayed in Missouri in a small Mormon community near Little Blue River. Sister Black in her book we have referenced before states, Quote, he played a leading role in the Jackson County conflict and is remembered for willingly offering himself to the mob as a hostage to prevent further violence. Close quote. Now, there were questions that arose concerning his purchase of land in Far West that led to an investigation of financial irregularities. He became offended by needing to account for his use of church funds and he was eventually excommunicated on March 10th of 1838. And although his public reaction to excommunication was anger, privately he wrote in his history asking that, quote, I may be forgiven of my faults and my sins be blotted out, and in the last day be saved in the kingdom of God, notwithstanding my private situation, which I hope will soon be bettered, and I find favor in the eyes of God, all men and his saints, Close quote. He remained in Far West the remainder of his life and lived through the mobs and the things that happened there. And he bought, he bought up abandoned land for almost no money after the saints were driven out. He was left alone by the mob because he was no longer associated with the saints. As his life was drawing to a close, he still bore fervent testimony of the Book of Mormon. As the sole survivor of the eight witnesses, someone said of him, Old Father John Whitmer told me last winter with tears in his eyes that he knew well as he knew he had an existence that Joseph translated ancient writings which was upon the plates which he saw and handled. Again, consider how different things would have been for him if he had followed the Lord, kept the commandments, chosen honesty and integrity over money and wealth. So, section 16, we meet Peter Whitner Jr. He was a green card, he remained faithful to the end of his life. He also was one of the eight witnesses to the Book of Mormon. He was one of the first six members of the church. He died young five days short of his 27th birthday. He was one of four elders called to take the gospel to the American Indians in the Western Hemisphere. He preached and baptized numerous converts. He was a tailor and did a suit for General Alexander Donovan and Fourth Lieutenant Governor Lil- Lilburn W. Boggs. Interestingly, his brother-in-law was Oliver Cowdery. When Joseph Smith and Emma moved into the Whitmer home, Peter also helped the prophet from time to time as scribe to the translation process. As one of the eight witnesses, he saw and handled the Book of Mormon plates. He was baptized by Oliver Cowdery and ordained an elder in June of 1830. In September, he was called with Oliver Cowdery to preach the gospel, and a month later, he was a directed to accompany Parley P. Pratt, Oliver Cowdery, and Ziba Peterson into the wilderness among the Lamanites. Now, as I said earlier, he baptized numerous converts among the American Indians. He too went through the mobs of Missouri and was driven with his family to Clay County. He extended hospitality and kindness to those who who became sick in Zion's camp. One of the sick, Heber C. Kimball, recalled of his kindness, quote, I went to Liberty to the house of brother Peter Whitmer, which I placed, which place I reached with difficulty being much afflicted myself with the disease that was among us. I stayed there until I started home. I received great kindness from them. Peter's brother was also sick, but Christian died in 1835. Peter also became sick but even sick. He serviced the local high council in 1836. Ten months following the death of Christian, Peter died of his illness and was buried by the side of his brother. So those are the stories of the Whitmers, and your challenge question is, what stood out to you today in the podcast? Have a great week, everybody, and remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.